Welcome to the next episode of the Window on Technology podcast. I'm extremely happy that Eva Dupont from Microsoft is joining me today. Hi, Eva. Hello, Tobias, and hello, everyone. Great to have you. Um, uh, introducing you reminded me that I wanted to introduce myself as well for those who are listening without knowing me. So my name is Tobias Fenster, um, working for 4PS in Germany, having a history in the tech industry, mostly around Business Central, Azure and Docker. And um, this is my podcast where I try to talk to interesting people in the tech community. Um, so if uh, uh, first of all, what is your your current job? Um, and I know that you have changed roles, so maybe also give us a quick tease into what your your future job will be. Certainly, Tobias. Um, again, uh, hello everyone. I'm uh, Eva Dupont from the team called Microsoft Business Apps and Platform Skilling, and that means it's a team that delivers uh, docs, um, meaning technical documentation and end-user documentation and training for all of Microsoft's business apps, including Dynamics 365 Business Central. Um, some of you probably know me as a longtime um, person associated with Dynamics NAV. Most um, certainly, Which yeah. was the predecessor for Business Central, um, where I've been both a, a writer and a doc manager and a lead and a PM and all nearly all roles that have to do with content. Um, and uh, that's what we're here to to talk about. But yes, I've recently changed to a different position that takes me uh, over to the enterprise segment instead, um, which is weird for me, but really <laughs> interesting. And I hope to take some of the best practices that Business Central and you guys in the community have taught me with me to that other community. Okay, we will certainly cover that um, in a bit as well. But yeah, my, my main topic, and that's because I know you for a very long time for previous companies working in NAV and um, for documentation would be exactly that part. Um, because what really looking back uh, stands out to me is how much you and your colleagues have been willing to be open for contributions from the community. I think that that really was um, a different feel, a different vibe from the documentation team very, very early on. By now, the Business Central team in general is amazingly open and is doing a lot of things in the open, open source, open for contributions. But I really feel like um, your colleagues and you in the documentation team, you've been far ahead of the curve on that one. So that that would be the topic for me today. Um, what is documentation and how can you handle community contributions? Because I think you have a lot more experience than maybe others. Um, so to get us started, uh, you you already briefly touched upon it, but when you say documentation, documentation or business central documentation, what does that mean? What does that um, contain for you, and how has that, um, or is that working technically uh, today? <laughs> well, it's a complicated uh, story through the uh, through the years. Um, um, my only consolation is that it got easier and easier uh, along the way. Uh, Business Central, um, as I know most of you probably already know, is a very comprehensive business app and platform with a very long history behind it and in front of it. Um, uh, our docs also have a very long history uh, and much of the um, uh, capabilities in the business functionality were documented in a different context at the time. 
uh, compared to how it's actually consumed today. And that's why we're really, really happy when someone from the community submits a contribution or a um, correction or an addition to our online content. There are so many people out there who have explained Microsoft's functionality to hundreds or even thousands of people instead of, yeah, yeah, I know the docs say blah, 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 but it's actually gudook instead or whatever it might be. Uh, and I want to make it absolutely clear now, we are not out to steal your billable hours out there. That's not what we're asking for. What we're asking for is a brain dump. Again, if you know that one of our sentences is wrong, then tell us and just submit um, uh, a pull request and it's done. Microsoft's uh, base application recently moved to GitHub or, or copied to GitHub, I, sh I should say, uh, where we also welcome contributions now, uh, which is absolutely fantastic. But hey, the docs moved to GitHub seven years ago. <laughs> so yes, we have been practicing for a while. Yeah, you've, you've certainly been there early. Um, you, you now mentioned things like contributions, pull requests, GitHub. Can you maybe, for those who are coming from the from the functional side, who have no clue at all what you're talking about, <laughs> um, explain briefly how does that technically work and how much setup do I need if I'm just a, a functional person? Uh, I found that sentence that you mentioned that is wrong. I have a better idea how to explain this or actually correct it or whatever. What do I need to do to um, let you know and hopefully in the end make the Microsoft documentation better in the end? Well, it kind of depends on where the sentence lives. If it's uh, as part of one of the field descriptions or so-called tooltips inside the product, um, then that's a change in code, which is complicated, except the base app just made it into GitHub. So you can um, uh, work with the engineering team over in the, um, what's it called, BCAL app extensions, something, 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 GitHub repo. <laughs> um, but if it's uh, some a sentence that is wrong in uh, the end user facing content that we have on the newly rebranded learn.microsoft.com site that used to be docs.microsoft.com website. Then it's as simple as simply pressing or clicking the little pencil icon uh, in the top right corner of that article. GitHub will take care of the rest. If you don't have a GitHub account, uh, they'll encourage you to create one. It's free of charge. Um, and uh, it'll open the article in an editable um, format. Uh, and then you can make whatever changes uh, you want. Um, my suggestion is to be explicit, brief, to the point. Um, and then GitHub will take you through the, the steps for turning that into a contribution to our public GitHub repo. So you're mm -hmm. taken from learn.microsoft.com to github.com in just a few clicks, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, the pull request will then end up being reviewed by a member of the Business Central Docs team. It could take an hour, it could take a week, it could take a bit more than a week if people are out on vacation, or mm -hmm. it's like it was a month ago when it was crunch time, we were getting ready for the new uh, major release. Um, 
but most takes they to, most of the time it's a matter of days and then someone reviews that contribution uh, that that person might then have to talk to some engineers to fully understand it might ha they might have to talk to a pm to understand whether the claim is correct or not um uh, but in the vast majority of cases, uh, it's a no-brainer. It's, you know, remove that comma or add that comma or whatever it might be uh, so that the sentence reads uh, better. Um, and we then uh, merge that pull request. That triggers a workflow so that the contribution rolls back into the private GitHub repo that is where we publish from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You guys can't get to that, um, but we can. And there, the contribution gets uh, processed once again by human beings. Uh, it might get edited. It might actually be moved to a completely different article if we think it fits better there. Uh, and then with the next blog update, which again could be a few hours later, a few days later, or maybe a week later, uh, it'll get published out to the public learn.marksoft.com uh, website. And then it'll show up in translated uh, versions uh, two weeks later. So. Yeah. Okay. So I um, just want a, a small um, experience from my side because I think you slightly undersold how good uh, your team uh, is on that one. Because yeah, probably you don't want to set too high expectations or the SLAs. But I actually was in a pre-sales situation with a customer who was asking me questions and I gave answers and I said, well, where's the official documentation for this? And I said, let me find it. And it actually wasn't there, but I had heard it for a lot of times at, at uh, conferences and so on. So I just opened a pull request. And um, before we met the customer again, and I think that was literally two days later, it was already part of the official documentation. And I could tell them, look, what I told you is actually documented here officially in docs. And th that was really a great experience. So um, I guess there are reasons why you said it's it's longer. And of course, it might take longer. But my experience is that the turnaround from making a pull request and actually having it appear on the website is is amazingly fast. It it. It, well, we we try what we can. Uh, it varies a lot. Uh, you can also submit contributions to the dev docs, for example, and there the turnaround is often uh, long um, because there's just a lot of work to do. Uh, I also, without revealing too much, can re say that the Business Central docs team is tiny. For those of you who work for companies with no technical writers internally, it might sound like a big team, the fact that there are employees who do docs for a living working for uh, the company behind the product. Um, but it's a huge product uh, and there's a lot of work to do. And, and a, uh, a lot of new features and a lot of change that that's happening all the time, right? That, that also wants to be documented. Absolutely. There's an email thread today that I won't share with you guys. That is about precisely that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, you already said that contributions should be precise to the point, um, clear, and of course, correct, I guess. Um, but uh, do you have any other tips and tricks for people who want to contribute what they should do or maybe what they should avoid to um, increase the chances of the contribution actually um, making it through the the checks and uh, appearing then on the website? Well, um, what I usually suggest to people is 
especially people who are not native English speakers, is to just make the contribution. We'll, we'll fix the English. Um, but it might help you to keep it as simple as possible. So uh, some of us have a native language that can be perceived as very convoluted. Um, my own language is such a language, actually, <laughs> <laughs> where we, we tend to um, want to make the sentence sound very formal. Uh, and I have spent many, many years teaching myself to just keep it simple. <laughs> okay. okay. So uh, if, for example, if you know that what you want to contribute is about a scenario that has a couple of variants, then we do want those variants as well. Mm -hmm. But explain the main scenario and then say, by the way, it depends on how purchases and payables is set up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. For example. Yeah. I guess, as you mentioned, as the, the base application has now also moved to GitHub, um, they were also talking to you, what, what are the lessons learned? What should we expect? But maybe you, you can share with us as well, what, what are your lessons learned over all those years of um, having uh, community contributions? Um, what, what maybe has changed over the years? Or yeah, what were the most interesting lessons for you? Um, I wish I could say that we'd had thousands of contributions in the past seven years, but we haven't. <laughs> uh, we've had uh, thousands of GitHub issues uh, with uh, questions or complaints or requests for more information, but actual contributions are very few uh, and far between. Okay. Um, and I think that's wrong for the product. Uh, I think that's wrong for our users out there. And like you uh, to be as just described that case with um, as prospect or customer that you were onboarding. Um, I think there's knowledge that you guys out there have that I don't have um, and that uh, no one on the BC Docs team uh, has either. You, you know what it is people are asking about and you know that standard answer that you're always providing. Uh, I'll give you uh, an example of a big contribution that we got uh, a couple of years ago. Um, that was uh, from um, actually a Danish partner, uh, but that was coincidental. Um, uh, but we had paid him to make that contribution. We had found some budget to close a gap uh, in our setup functionality. So we paid him to make that contribution. Um, uh, which and he made it and it was really really good and I think a lot of people have benefited from uh, those changes that he submitted. Mm -hmm. That's not a scenario that I can offer right now uh, to <laughs> yeah. anyone else. Yeah. We, we, uh, we I know that uh, Yannick from the product team uh, uh, is trying to find budget to again pay someone to dedicate 25 hours or whatever mm -hmm. it might be mm -hmm. to to make a massive brain dump about Microsoft IP. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not what I'm asking about in our conversation here. What I'm asking about is quite simply that one where you've uh, you've talked to you've had 
20 of your customers calling you in the last 10 days asking the exact same question, mm -hmm. provide the exact same answer, which is just enter checkpoint in the blah, blah field. Mm -hmm. That fixes everything, mm -hmm. right? The blah, blah field is magic in that way. Um, in, in that case, to spare yourself some time, to free up some time, Submit that as a contribution to the to the docs. It takes five minutes. You're spared further customer calls. And once the contribution is uh, processed, of, of course, um, and everybody wins. Uh, yeah. Your GitHub account will show up as a contributor. Yeah. Uh, we hope to have some kind of uh, credit score uh, made available publicly um hopefully early next calendar year okay um and we're also working on something i don't have a timeline for it um but there is there might be a way where we can give you little uh, uh, credit badges that you can apply mm -hmm. to your profile um and share on LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever it might be. Um, yeah. I don't have any details about that yet, but it's it's something that we're pursuing actively. Oh, interesting. We, we yeah. want to reward contributions. Yeah. Uh, we think it's yeah. a good thing. I mean, the whole reason I moved our docs to GitHub seven years ago was that I thought it was the right thing to do yeah. for the community. Uh, I yeah. was over the moon, quite literally, when I heard that uh, there were teams in Microsoft now providing this as an option, it then turned mm -hmm. out that we, we guessed correctly, and it's now something that's being rolled out to all of Microsoft. Yeah. But our product, Business Central and actually Dynamics 365 up, are different from all of the other Microsoft products in that we have you guys. Yeah. We have you guys who change the product add your IP on top of our product and make it behave in a different way. Yeah. Uh, which is absolutely fantastic. I would love for all of you to be able to do what we have done. Put, put content out on the public website, make it show up in the help pane uh, inside mm -hmm. the product, just like Microsoft's uh, Docs now show up as links in the help pane. We're mm -hmm. not quite there yet. There's a difference between how Microsoft's help shows up in the help pane and how mm -hmm. partner added help shows up. We need to fix that eventually. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a world of tools out there that can help you turn your content into a format similar to ours. It doesn't have to be identical. You have mm -hmm. no requirements for how your website looks like, uh, how you actually create your content. There are no requirements anymore. For me, that's a relief after I spent 15 years with workarounds because we were using proprietary tools that made the HTML look really, really weird. It wasn't supposed mm -hmm. to be human readable, and it certainly wasn't either. <laughs> We fixed that <laughs> uh, with this move uh, to GitHub. And I'm, yeah. I'm really happy about that. 
I, I'm really happy about how the, this 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 source for both the business functionality and the more technical stuff is available in Markdown files, so that you can mm -hmm. read the source, you can see the mechanics, and you can you can you can see where things go wrong, and then tell us that it yeah. went wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's a transparency that I have missed for many many years. Yeah. Um, and I'm really really happy with um, how how that mechanism now work, works. Mm -hmm. We're not a, a closed box anymore when it comes to the docs, um, and I think that benefits all of us. Yeah. You you already mentioned partner help showing up in the help pane, and I, I know that also customers are doing similar things where they want to document their processes and how do we handle this, how do we handle that. So if you put yourself in the shoes of a partner or a customer, how would you approach that? How would you create that documentation if you had to maybe get started tomorrow? Well, um, for, for partners, the key thing I would advise at least is to think about the two ways that we can help business users. One way is the um, uh, the field descriptions, the tool tips. Mm -hmm. Right now they still live in code, sadly. Um, I hope eventually they won't, uh, but for now they still live in code. And that means that it's up to the people who manage the code to tweak those field descriptions, get them right for your specific users, um, mm -hmm. either as part of your app source app or as a pertinent extension um, um, with universal code. We don't talk about code customization anymore, right? So I won't <laughs> talk about that here. But the field descriptions are the first level of defense against those mm -hmm. angry customer calls. Um, they are there as close to where the user actually is so that they can find the answer right where they are. Uh, I'm not saying that Microsoft's tooltips are fantastic. Some of them are, but most of them are not. Mm -hmm. uh, and I need you guys to help me push to get a tool to make it easier to edit those tooltips as long as they still are in code, because <laughs> they are in code, she said, yeah. angrily. Um, <laughs> since version 19, well, actually, no, version 20, um, six months ago, uh, we changed the help pane so that it <laughs> now serves up uh, links to uh, our docs and partner-provided docs. Mm -hmm. uh, it's two different mechanisms that generates those, those two links. Um, for partner IP, that's the same mechanism as we launched five years ago. Uh, you add a link inside the app JSON and mm -hmm. a file name on each uh, page object, and that mm -hmm. then get, becomes a link, mm -hmm. um, which then makes it extra important that there's something that that link can go to. That can be your general website where you then provide a downloadable PDF. I don't care if if that's what your users appreciate, then fine with me. But okay. if I were 
a partner myself. I would find a way to get my content online. It's where the world is moving in general. And the point with having docs or content, conceptual content that describe the features available on an, uh, a website is that it can be found by search engines. Mm-hmm. And that means that you can attract people to your solution. The, core, yeah. the product docs should never become marketing. And that's not their job. The job is to describe features so that people can figure out how to solve problems, troubleshoot, whatever it might be. Um, but content online can also attract new people to your solution. Yeah, yeah. Because they can see something that explains how, first of all, how many capabilities do you actually have? Mm-hmm. How wide is the portfolio? It can be narrow, it can be wider. Um, and what can, you know, how can you onboard users easily? Because mm-hmm. users can train themselves. Mm-hmm. Users can find their own answers. It doesn't rely on stuff that's installed on their computers like it was. 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that stuff in the chum files, um, it's actually the same content that we publish online now, pretty much. <laughs> but back then, when it was in, uh, in chum files on each user's computer, it got outdated really, really quickly. Uh, I have seen customer installations that where where the product itself was new, let's pretend it was version 20. Um, but the 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 version of Microsoft's content that users had access to was 20 years old. <laughs> For some of our our functionality, like okay, let's face it, a lot of the base apps functionality, that's perfectly fine. But it means that users can't easily find an explanation for new features mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or changed features, which is even worse. Um, and now that we have our content online, we can update it like that. And we do. Um, and we can then tell the whoever it was who was asking, like you were to uh, Tobias, you were asking for a change to be published. And two days later, we can tell you that now it is published. The change mm-hmm. is there. The problem is solved. Yeah. That, for, for us, like I said earlier, that has been hugely beneficial. Yeah. Um, and I would encourage as many of our community out there for whom that makes sense to go in the same direction. Yeah. There are third-party tools that can help you. Um, there's a, a third-party tool such as uh, MKDocs uh, that spins up a little um, website for you, and that's fine. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah. So w- with all your your history and your experience around the docs in um, NAV and uh, the, the different iterations of it, 
would you say that is the biggest change, the, the change of speed, I would say, and the transparency always being on the latest? Um, and then on the other side, the openness for contributions. Are, are those the biggest changes over the last couple of years or what else would you see there? So one thing is the fact that the, the product now ships far more frequently than it did mm -hmm. 20 years ago. Uh, 20 years ago, we shipped uh, uh, an application update every five years or so. That changed to every three years, then to once a year, and now it's every six months. I don't think it should be a lot faster than that for business functionality because it takes a while for users to get used to. Um, but that in itself has been a fantastic change, uh, I think. It has brought us so much closer to, to you guys, uh, to the partners out there who provide to uh, that um, extend and customize our product. And it's brought us so much closer to your customers as well, because we can actually see what they're doing if they use Business Central online. Yeah. Um, yeah. The same applies to the docs. I love the fact that I know that any user can now get the latest version at any given time. Um, all those years when we received feedback from a user who was frustrated about something in one of our articles. And they could only vent that frustration by sending us an email that we could then not respond to. <laughs> um, so they never found out that it was fixed in the next version that would ship 11 months from now. Mm -hmm. right? that we had no way of telling them that. But now they can see. Um, that the GitHub issue is resolved. It's marked as fixed. Um, they can see that there's a new uh, uh, published date uh, on mm -hmm. the docs article itself, which also, if you're keen enough uh, and curious enough, uh, reveals that something has changed uh, in that article. And that's immensely, as a professional, that's immensely satisfactory. Yeah. Yeah, I can guess that uh, just working for something, making things better, but then the the feedback loop was was uh, kind of open. It it actually wasn't a loop, so <laughs> um, exactly. just yeah, just getting getting the annoyed feedback, but never the thanks. It has happened. I, I can only imagine how frustrating that must be. Absolutely. Precisely, very frustrating. Um, <laughs> and again, GitHub is my friend. <laughs> very good, very good. Um, yeah, in the beginning, um, we, we briefly already touched upon that, that you have been changing roles. And I hope that uh, with the past, I don't know, half an hour, probably people understand why I was uh, a bit sorry to read that, to to lose your passion, your your empathy for partners, for customers. And yeah, especially your passion for making things better. That's that's a huge loss for the for the community. I um, think also on a technical, on a personal level. But for me, that always stood out um, talking to you, how much you were just interested in making things better. That that was the um, apart from all the other positive stuff. But that really was the, the overruling um, impression. So that being said, I, I'm really sorry that you're leaving, but still I'm very interested in what, what is your next role? What are you doing there? What's your, your goal and your role there? Well, thank you very, very kind words, uh, Tobias, uh, and to any of your listeners who have uh, also contacted me in person or online um, with similar words, thank you very much. It's been very moving. Um, 
like I said, I want to take as many of the learnings with me uh, into the enterprise space, but I need to, to move to a, a new position for a number of different reasons. Um, my new position is uh, about um, helping um, functional consultants, solution architects, admins, um, uh, uh, make it make it easier with them with both both tools and architectural diagrams and uh, and docs to um, uh, onboard uh, major businesses to Dynamics 365. Okay. Uh, today that or for many many years that has been a, a very slow process. Uh, that's hard from for us in the SMB space to fully comprehend just how difficult it has actually been and how time consuming for both the customer, the reselling partner and Microsoft employees um, that process has been. Um, and we, we uh, in Microsoft want to make that far, far uh, easier. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm really happy uh, to be part of that project. Um, um, but very, very sadly, um, business central community. Um, I leave you in excellent hands when it comes to the docs, though. Um, my, my now former team uh, is still there. Uh, it's tiny, like really tiny and really busy. Um, but uh, they, they have, you know, we've been a team for so long, uh, so they welcome contributions just like I do. They mm -hmm. want to uh, collaborate with you guys just as I uh, have wanted to. They want to listen to what you say um, and they want to work with you to make the docs better because that when Microsoft's docs tell the truth about how the product actually works, Microsoft's product, not your IP, but Microsoft's IP, then we all win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, sounds interesting. I've been fortunate enough to work for a partner with uh, Cosmo Consult who was also working both on the SMB and the enterprise um, uh, products. And it, it always was fascinating for me how different it was from the implementation side, from the maintenance side, from the project structure. It was so completely different worlds, both with Microsoft Dynamics 365, but then it was a, a completely different world. So yeah, it's it will really be interesting to see which impact you can make there. And um, I can see why there is um, yeah room for improvement that I'm sure you will feel. <laughs> so thanks a lot for, for sharing that. Um, Maybe to get to know you a bit better still on a on a personal level, if we hadn't talked for the past uh, half an hour, what would you have done instead, um, whether that's business, personal hobbies, whatever you want? Well, I would probably have been helping the the new doc manager who replaces me here in, in Copenhagen <laughs> with uh, some questions she has uh, around Business Central. Um, I hope to be able to uh, go to Directions EMEA in Hamburg next mm -hmm. month. Uh, and bring uh, Morgan with me so that you guys can meet both of us. Um, uh, and then I would have been listening to some classical music playing in the background uh, in the process. Uh, right now, I'm in, in totally in love with a new album by Icelandic uh, pianist um, 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 that I'm really enthusiastic about. Great, great. That sounds good. Okay. Um, if 
people want to follow what you're doing in the future and, and uh, get in touch with you, what, what's the best way? The best way is to follow my Twitter handle. It's mm-hmm. m M for Microsoft. I didn't know that it couldn't spell Microsoft fully. <laughs> so m <laughs> is my Twitter handle. Uh, a lot of you have also reached out to me on LinkedIn, which is uh, something that I also welcome. But my LinkedIn profile is not the world's most active LinkedIn profile. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll uh, you'll uh, you'll see uh, a new um, area on the Dynamics 365 docs um, on the learn.microsoft.com site uh, where you'll be able to follow what I'm doing there. Uh, okay. Our current plans is that Business Central will also be part of a new um, website where we talk uh, guidance in general and implementation best practices Uh Um, but um, there'll be a little corner for business central as well there i'll make sure of it (laughs) (laughs) great after all those years you you won't leave us left behind in the dark and in the cold i'm sure absolutely (laughs) not Perfect. So yeah, thanks a lot for um, still spending the time um, even after your your switch to a new role. And I'm I'm very happy that we will most likely meet in in Hamburg for directions. Um, yeah, to also talk about that as well. So thanks for your time. Thanks for your contributions uh, over the past year. And of course, good luck with your new role as well. Thank you very much, Fias. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. <laughs> thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye.